Well, this is Ed Stetzer Live, and this and every Saturday at this time, we come to you here on the Moody Radio Network, its partners and affiliates across the country and from coast to coast. And as you may know, the, uh, the world is gearing up to watch a big game. It's sports ball, kids. It's sports ball. And you know, I, I'm, we're going to talk about a lot of things today. I, I should introduce myself. So I'm Ed Stetzer. I'm the dean at the Talbot School of Theology at Biola University. And I'm happy to be with you every Saturday this time as your host. The show's called Ed Stetzer Live, but today we actually can't be live, and it's related to sports ball. I'll explain in just a moment. Now, when I say sports ball, you can tell immediately that I'm a big fan, that, I'm, that I know all kinds of things about, like, this weekend and who's, if they're going to win the Stanley Cup and all that sort of stuff. So I'm kind of a pro. Um, I just put up on Twitter a minute ago uh, a little meme somebody sent me. The most important parts of the Super Bowl are the commercials and the food. I really don't care who makes the most baskets. And uh, and that sort of relates to my level of knowledge of the upcoming sporting competition of which we're speaking. But the reason that I'm not live is actually that I'm at the Super Bowl breakfast that takes place on Saturday, well, Saturday morning in Las Vegas. That's where I am right now. As a matter of fact, my guest is also at that Super Bowl or breakfast right now. So we jumped on the recording beforehand so we could come to you and share with you, well, some things about what's going on in the Super Bowl as well. I'm pretty sure that if you watch, uh, well, football or baseball or whatever, or probably if you watch anything the last few, last year or so, you know that uh, that there are ads in the Super Bowl related to Jesus. There are ads in the Super Bowl related to Jesus. They're they're part of the He Gets Us campaign, and I've got the well, the new leader of the foundation that that's behind these campaign, and we're going to talk with him, and, uh, and we're going to just kind of talk about what their goals are, what, what's going on here now. I should give you full disclosure that I have been an advisor to the campaign for a while. Now, being an advisor is, you know, I don't know, sometimes people all like to overstate their engagement and involvement. I, I help them when they ask. Uh, they want some input on something. I give some of the input. I help some people. Uh, you know, I read some things that get published, that sort of thing. But I'm not, you know, making ads. I don't have creative control of things or anything of that sort. But I am happy to be a small part of this. And if you're listening to this live on Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon, I know some of you listen to this as a podcast. But if you listen to this then, you'll be seeing these ads this weekend. Or if you listen after, you'll just have seen these ads and we are going to talk about what that means and what they are all about. Enough of me. Let me tell you about our guest. Our guest is Ken Caldwell. Ken's career extends from leadership in blue chip food service and customer package goods brands to the nonprofit sector. Now he is the chief executive officer at Come Near. He leads a team of expert staff and network of collaborators focused on sharing the story of Jesus in thought-provoking ways. And that last phrase I mean, Ken's done some great things. Ken is the guy behind the Baconator at Wendy's. So let's just, we may have to dwell on that and take a moment to uh, both be thankful and to visit our physician. Uh, but that's another story for another day. Uh, but I love the phrase that the kind of the bio, you know, so they send me the bio. And it says he leads a staff, an expert staff and network of collaborators. Here's where it is. Focused on sharing the story of Jesus in thought-provoking ways. Now, I promise you that if you watch the Super Bowl uh, this weekend, or have watched the Super Bowl, if you're listening to this on podcast later, you found those ads thought-provoking, and or you will find those ads thought-provoking. So let's jump in. Let's start talking to Ken and have a conversation. Ken, thanks so much for taking the time to join us on Ed Stetzer Live. Thank you for inviting me on, Ed. Look forward to it. Well, so glad you're here. 
So let's let's talk a little about what we're doing here, right? So what's I mean, running ads in the Super Bowl, we we know we know it's uh, I mean that's a lot of work. It's expensive. It's it's in the midst of all kinds of other ads. At the same time, like really, I, I mean I'm not kidding. I mean I, I I know more. I know they don't play for the Stanley Cup, you know that kind of stuff. But but I I'm not a big Super uh, Football fan. But I will watch the Super Bowl for the ads every time. That's just what I do. So I imagine that lots of other people do as well. So you're going to have eyeballs from around the world. So what's the ultimate goal for He Gets Us? Yeah, it's what we're looking to try to do is to give an open invitation, really an open invitation for anyone, no matter who they are or what they believe, to really come and explore the story of Jesus. Um, his love for us, his just confounding, amazing love for each of us, and uh, to share that with as many people as possible. And as you just said, the Super Bowl, one of the most watched events of anything throughout the year. Some people watch it just for the commercials themselves. Yeah, some people, as in your friendly host, Ed Stetzer, watch it just for the commercials <laughs> themselves. I, 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 I had to ask somebody last week, so who's going to be in the Super Bowl? But I have my, my assistant, uh, Katie Nakamura. She loves the 49ers, and she may or may not have said, you do not deserve to be in Las Vegas during the Super Bowl time. Uh, but that's okay. I'm, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm on a learning journey, but I love, uh, I love helping people to talk about Jesus. And so I think that's kind of an important thing. Now, um, when, when you talk about helping people understand or starting conversations about Jesus, it kind of points to the, the I mean, these are timeless and these are uh, relevant messages, really, like as Christians, we believe for 2,000 years, the message of, of, of Jesus and how he changes lives and how he changes the world and how he changes us, that this is relevant for, for everybody. Um, so talk to us a little bit about that, because I mean, and, and I'd like to know more a little bit later on, like how, how you got on the Super Bowl, because I know they don't generally do these kinds of, uh, of ads, but, but I mean, how is this timely 2000 years after Jesus walked the earth? Yeah, it's, um, I'll t there's a couple of things there. As you look at, um, where, uh, we are today, um, there are just, it's such a divisive time. And, uh, you know, you look at levels of anxiety in America, you look at levels of isolation, of loneliness, um, there's, you know, it's, it's, there's people, a lot of hurting people out there right now. Um, and I, <clears throat> and what you're really hearing, that's even before the elections come. In fact, I think the, there was a Surgeon General's report, U.S. Surgeon General's report in 2023 um, that came out and said that um, in the United States right now, we're really facing a, a loneliness and a isolation epidemic and that it's affecting people's physical health or mental health. And so it's just a really challenged time for people with a lot of hurting people out there. And when we think back, um, one of the stories, some of the stories we like to share about Jesus is, is that Jesus experienced many of the same challenges that uh, we face every day, um, which makes him very relatable, regardless of the time period, uh, now more than ever with what's with, with what everything's everyone's going through. And I think when you think about hurting people, you know, there's story after story in the Bible of Jesus uh, walking the streets. And when he hears of somebody who's hurting, um, he stops what he's doing and he goes and he focuses on that hurting person. And he he engages with them. He's makes sure that they feel seen, that they they feel heard, that uh, that he knows them, that he values them, that he loves them. And um and that ultimately he taught over and over again that we should reach out to those hurting people and serve them. And I think, 
it's interesting that same study talking about isolation and talking about uh, and talking about loneliness from the Surgeon General's office uh, talk about that one of the most common things of people to do when they reach those stages is to almost pull back within themselves versus reaching out. But you know what Jesus taught, and he's one of the most perfect models of is that loving our neighbor and reaching out to people in need, hearing them, seeing them, valuing them, loving them, and serving them. And so his message and his modeling of loving our neighbor is as relevant today as it's ever been. And sharing that story of Jesus is something that we want to make our, our complete focus. Our guest is, come, is uh, Ken Caldwell. He, he's leading the foundation called Come Near, and they're working in providing leadership for the He Gets Us campaign. And, of course, you can find more information at hegetsus.com or really any screen probably playing in the next few days. You can find information about this. I imagine that after the Super Bowl, this will be the conversation across America. And I want to talk about that in just a little bit as well because I'd like, you know, what what should we do? How should we take up these conversations? But, but you also, um, you know, it's interesting me because you know I, I've been you know like an advisor for I guess over a year have helped out in small ways here or there and you are relatively new and so you came over working in the nonprofit space working in and working around with children uh, helping alleviate po- poverty around the world and you've stepped and again I'm fascinated by your journey you know being the guy who came up with the idea of the Baconator I already mentioned but um, so how is it that you end up leading come near the nonprofit managing he gets us tell us about your story yeah it's a um it is it's so interesting how god works and what his plan for our lives is versus what our own plan is but uh for me i uh i uh grew up in a small town in kansas and uh was uh ultimately attracted after going through uh undergrad and business school was attracted to uh work that really focused and gave me a chance to work in the areas of innovation and marketing and creativity. I always, whether it was school or life in general, I always seemed to attract to areas of creativity, innovation, doing something new and different. And uh, I didn't know this. I didn't uh, have the, the mentors to really follow in this area. But um, what I learned was the food industry really lent itself to that. And it kept um, drawing me to things, as you mentioned, uh, whether that was Wendy's with the Baconator or uh, Pizza Hut, where I led the team that uh, created and tested and launched a stuffed crust pizza, um, and a number of others, you know, pepperoni lovers, meat lovers, lots of different pizzas and, and uh, hamburgers. And, and so spent a lot of time. You're the, so, the source of much of my personal problems. I just should add <laughs> that I can blame you for that. Okay, but keep, keep telling us. Tell us more. But uh, so got a chance to work with some just very uh, fun people in the pizza industry and the hamburger industry and doing new products and testing and and uh, was really, really enjoying that in my career, but uh, was training for a triathlon and I'd gotten very serious about marathons and triathlons, was training for a triathlon in August of 1991 and uh, and a uh, was on a ride at early in the morning and uh, a woman was going to work uh, that morning, going the opposite direction in a car. And uh, she just happened to fall asleep at the wheel uh, mm. as she was getting up close to where I was r- riding my bike. And so she was uh, going a little over 50 miles an hour uh, and I was going 20 miles an hour in the opposite direction. And uh, wow. 
she fell asleep and just, uh, you know, veered over the center line and hit myself and my friend head on, on our bicycles. And, uh, so with a 70 mile per hour impact, it, uh, had 12 fractures, uh, of arms, both arms, uh, both legs, my pelvis and a total of 12 fractures and nine of them were compound. So, uh, they rushed me to the hospital. I spent three weeks in an intensive care unit. They uh, had a couple of times they thought they uh, might have lost me, but uh, God had a different plan and uh, went through a couple of months in uh, the hospital, uh, three months in, in inpatient physical therapy and uh, two and a half years in outpatient physical therapy. And uh, there was first it was just trying to stabilize me was the first piece. And uh, then it was challenges of once I got through that stage, they thought I would lose my left leg, but uh, God had a different plan. And three and a half months later, I learned I was, you know, praise God, able to keep my left leg. And uh, for 14 months, I had no use of my right arm and uh, went to specialist after specialist across the country, neurologists, and neurosurgeons, and uh, each one, uh, especially as it got closer to the 14 months, said, you're, you're likely not going to have use of that right arm ever again. But uh, God had a different plan. And uh, I just saw a prayer after prayer answered. And uh, I was, I'd been blessed to be born and raised in a Christian home. Um, but I would argue, I would say that, you know, uh, at the, in, the, in, my, in my 20s, 30s, I, at that time, I had a, uh, I had the faith, it, I, had, I had the a strong knowledge of my faith. My head was full of knowledge of my faith, but God had not really de developed my heart and my hands yet and put that faith into action. And uh, that's what I think God used the accident for because hmm. when I just start the, the prayers I had with him and the, the intimacy we got to share with each other, I saw prayer after prayer answered. It was just uh, life-changing. I want to continue your conversation with Ken Caldwell from Come Near and uh, the He Gets Us campaign. I want to hear a little bit more of that story as well. So stay with us. This is Ed Stetzer. You're listening to Ed Stetzer Live. We're actually going to be talking in just a moment about ads coming in the Super Bowl. Uh, stay with us for more of this conversation with Ken Caldwell. Hey, we're back at Stetzer Live. We're actually, well, right now, I am with our guest sitting at a table at the Super Bowl breakfast. And so that's something that uh, takes place uh, every year. And it's actually a, uh, it's a prayer, I guess, Super Bowl prayer breakfast. It's kind of a, it's a sanctioned event by the Super Bowl uh, folks. And so Ken and I are sitting there when the show would be normally airing live. So really happy to be able to have him on beforehand a pre-record to talk to you about what will be the talk of the country uh, like it was last year. It was talk of the country during the Super Bowl last year. Most talked about ads in the Super Bowl. I mean, people like track these things. There's all kinds of all kinds of like marketing and advertising nerds out there. And they got graphs and charts. And this became the most talked about. These are the most talked about ads last year in the Super Bowl. And I imagine it might be the same this year as well. Ken was telling us his story and uh, uh, parts of which I didn't know. So this is a fascinating journey for me. Ken and I are just becoming friends, getting to know one another. So, okay, Ken, so you have this accident. And uh, well, you just pick up the story from there. Yeah, it was um, it was just a time of really seeing God working in my life, and God used it just to soften my heart and uh, to just 
Can I just interrupt and say that I think the Lord used the Baconator and this stuffed pizza to soften a lot of our hearts. But that's another story for another day. You probably shouldn't comment on that as the former marketing officer of those places. But keep going. I shouldn't have interrupted. I'm sorry. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, he he used it. And just um, as you just see him answering prayer after prayer, uh, I developed a real intimacy with God that had not existed before that. And uh, it made me realize just how he's walking with me today. And... uh, there was almost a peace that came over me, even at probably what people would call a stressful time when you're, you don't know if you're going to keep your left leg. You don't know if you're going to get to use your right arm again. You're learning to walk again. But yet I look back upon that time as a time of, of deep peace and intimacy with God that I wouldn't give up for anything. And he used that time to help me to, to think about my life and how I could use the gifts he'd given me and the resources he given me for his glory and to tell more people about this intimacy and walk with Jesus that I was getting to experience. It made my faith so much more real. And I think like a lot of people that God gets a hold of and grabs their heart, I know I went through this phase where I, I, I went to like, I've got to put my faith in action. And uh, I literally went and visited seminaries to, to think about, do I need to become a pastor? Do I need to become a mission worker? I visited four different seminaries. I went and uh, became a deacon at church. I went on mission trips. I <laughs> took the music out of my car and put it all kinds of Christian music in my car. It was just a time of uh, reading everything I could read about Jesus, uh, reading through the Bible for the first time from front to back. And I wasn't really focused, but I was looking all over. And it was at that time um, that God uh, introduced me to Compassion. We started to sponsor children at Compassion International. And that one thing led to another, and eventually I became, uh, I went over and served at Compassion as their chief marketing officer and their chief innovation officer. And it was just a a wonderful experience to be able to be a part of helping to release children from poverty in Jesus' name. And I learned so much about poverty during that. And well, the interesting piece to me was when I came into Compassion, if you'd asked me about poverty, I'd probably give a very Western American perspective. USA view of poverty, which would be, I would define it more by financial poverty or possibly educational poverty. But after I got out through Compassion and spent over six years there, traveled around to countries around the world uh, and saw a lot and saw God working in those places, I learned that poverty is not just financial. It's not just educational. There's a deeply social component to poverty. There's a deep you know, lack of hope that comes with poverty. But the, the piece that was the biggest learning to me was the impact of spiritual poverty, the impact of not knowing God, not having a hope that comes through, uh, through the saving work of Jesus Christ. And that spiritual poverty was when, what really God got a hold of my heart over those six and a half years. And it was that that uh, when about uh, two and a half years ago, almost three now, I was called in the spring of 2021 and uh, it was a, the initial group that was just forming uh, that, that eventually became He Gets Us. Uh, we wasn't even a campaign He Gets Us yet. We were just starting to put together the initial team. And they called me and they, they, uh, they asked me uh, because of a previous connection. They said, Ken, would you be willing to help us put together the right advertising team, the right media team uh, to go and, and basically build a campaign that would take and use media use the U.S. media, not for bad, but use the U.S. media for good. 
the power, use the power of media to share the story of Jesus with as many people as possible. And, um, and this is while I was working at Compassion. And uh, what I agreed to do is to uh, volunteer for them and work part-time for them on my, my weekends and nights to help uh, what became the He Gets Us campaign. Um, and we took it from just an initial idea to building the team, to helping to write the creative brief or the creative assignment, uh, just like you would for, <laughs> just like you would for stuffed crust pizza or something else I've done in my past, but only in this case, you're doing it for Jesus or changing lives. Um, and then to uh, build out uh, a campaign uh, that we did with uh, uh, our partners at an advertising agency, Lerma and others, and built that that creative campaign into He Gets Us that we launched at the Super Bowl nationally last year at this time. And uh, now here we are building it into the the, uh, Nash, the overall uh, second time at Super Bowl. And basically that He Gets Us campaign has been um, just so successful in connecting with so many pe people's lives. And uh, so uh, in the uh, summer, it just started to take off. This thing has gone from an idea, just a little idea, mm -hmm. to a test campaign, to a national campaign, to now what I would call the start of a movement. And it's done that all in less than three years. I think God has really worked mm -hmm. through this. And so it was this fall that uh, they came to me and asked me to join full-time as a CEO because this thing is getting so big and growing so quickly that it's not something we can do our part-time anymore. We need to go full-time and really put our, our best focus on organizing this like a, like a full-blown entity that's becoming a movement. Fascinating. And, and, and really, it has kind of caught the attention of people. And, uh, you know, you've seen people very enthusiastic. You know, I work with a lot of uh, churches and they, and they tell me that, you know, they got people who've come from the connections that are there and, uh, you know, and, and people asking questions, explorers and more. Um, and, and yet, you know, these ads are, these ads are, I mean, one of the things you said at the very beginning is focused on, or I said in your bio, focused on sharing the story of Jesus in thought-provoking ways. And I would say that's a key part of the entire strategy is thought-provoking ways that point people to the confounding love of Jesus. Now, uh, for those who don't necessarily, you maybe just drive that road, just turn on the radio. Uh, I, I lead, I, I'm a, I have a PhD in an area called missiology. So that's where uh, you train people in mission or missions and engaging across cultures. It's a very common thing. I mean, it's even Paul in the, in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, is recorded as having three sermons, one at a place called Pisidian Antioch, where he builds a bridge by just telling people about history. So he goes through, he goes back centuries of history, and then he goes to a place called Lystra, and he builds a bridge talking about nature. So, so he's finding these places of bridges, and then in Acts 17, he talks, he's at this place called the Areopagus or Mars Hill, and he quotes Epicurean uh, and Stoic poets and philosophers. So clearly there's a pattern in the New Testament of finding ways to build bridges to people so they would consider who Jesus was. So I want to kind of understand a bit the bridge, bridge building here, because the research showed, and I've seen the research that, that uh, the folks at McQueen and Dunn of others, and the research kind of pointed to that people were open to learning more about the earthly life of Jesus and maybe the implications or the ramifications of that. So we got, we got a little bit for a minute before we got to take a pause, but tell us a little bit about what bridge you're trying to build with the specific emphasis of these, uh, these ads. Yeah, I love the examples that you, uh, you quoted there, Ed. Uh, 
Um, the yes, we are. Um, you know, you, when you look at culture today, I think that a lot of uh, folks in the Christian space, and, and including myself, I think a lot of people have spent time talking about what what's bad about media or what they don't like about media or don't how, to, how they don't want to use media. And we're trying to take the opposite approach, which is to say, okay, um, you know, uh, maybe uh, the media has not been used uh, to its best extent to be able to break through and connect with people and share the message of Jesus. And so what we've, what we want to do is change that. We want to go right at media, which is just a very efficient way of getting a message out, right? And, uh, but you've got to make sure it's the right message. And so what we want to do is, uh, our primary target is people who are what we would call spiritually open-minded, um, skeptics. And, uh, these are people who, uh, are very open to exploring, uh, what they would call their spirituality, uh, learning and listening to people who have something to teach in that area. And what we learned was what, what very similar to what the Barna research shows over and over again, these people and many other Americans, it's, it's a very large percentage, uh, are skeptical uh, about the church. They're skeptical about pastors. They're skeptical about us fellow Christians. Um, but they're very interested in this man, Jesus, and learning more about him. Um, and they, but many of them don't know as much about Jesus. And so what we feel like is we need to provide an open invitation for anyone to learn about the story of Jesus and his confounding love for us. Fascinating, fascinating. We're our conversation with Ken Caldwell. We're, you're actually having kind of a sneak peek. This is, we're having a long form conversation about the He Gets His campaign, the live ads in the Super Bowl and more. You're listening to Ed Stetzer Live. I want to encourage you to stay with us. We're going to talk more about the ads in just a moment. Hey, we're back. Um, Ed Stetzer Live. I'm Ed Stetzer. Super excited to have a conversation with Ken Caldwell today. He's leading the foundation that's behind the He Gets Us ads, the He Gets Us campaign. The foundation is called Come Near. Ken's got a storied history in and around marketing, has a powerful encounter with the Lord that he shared earlier. For just joining us, make sure you listen. You can go to edstetzerlive.com. You can download this as a podcast, share it with others as well. People will have questions, and this is the, so far the longest discussion we've had about these things. I might find helpful to you to share with others as well. Okay, so we were talking about how people um, have research shows that people, uh, they, 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 they're interested in Jesus, but they're not so excited always about the church. They're interested in Jesus, but maybe not so excited about Christians. We actually, I mean, I can show the data. I used to run a research company. We can talk about this till the cows come home. It's all true. So the ads are creative tellings or engagings, and the ad, the ads that people will see, or oh, the Super Bowl, if they haven't already seen it, are kind of creative, thought-provoking tellings of of often things in Jesus' life that are kind of you know cast. You know, the, the ad that I think was most popular last year was a misunderstood uh, car crew, if you will, and uh, and a group of people doing good who had you know happened to have you know tricked out cars, and 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 so there's kind of a recurring theme, and people are like, huh, and it helps people to think differently about this. But at the same time, it's clearly that you're emphasizing in the ads the, the uh, you know, what Jesus did when he was, uh, when, when, he, when he lived here on earth, 
uh, you know, those that, that you know, AD, 0 to 33, we'll say Papa, or he wasn't exactly those times. Um, and then with some very creative bridges. So why focus on the human side of Jesus in these ads? Because you were just talking about the research pointed to something. Tell us more about that. Yeah. And I think, Ed, what our focus is, is that uh, whether I was working in my previous uh, previous industries on the secular side in, in corporate America or now, what you really, have, what I've studied is um, customers, consumers. And what I know is, is that people, um, they, you want to start at a place where you can build trust with them. And, uh, and, and when, and that's, you know, you think about the, how fast you can do that in a 30 second or 60 second uh, TV ad. And so you're looking for sharing a message with them that starts to build trust so that they want to lean in and learn more about what you have to say. Um, and I think, we, you know, we've all seen uh, those billboards along the sides of the road uh, and uh, that have the um, fire and brimstone kind of approaches and messages. And um, we wanted to try something different, which was to reach people where they are, where they are. They're hurting, but they're seeking. They're, they're curious, like there's got to be a better way and we we know from the research that as as i said even though there's you know declining trust uh, broadly in churches and pastors in some cases in um in christians themselves there is uh there is some solid footing when it comes to the man jesus and the life that that man jesus it makes people curious it makes them lean in and want to learn more and so that was our starting point was let's start with the man, Jesus, his story and how he, as I mentioned earlier, his, huma his humanity of reaching out to people who are hurting and how he interacted with them and how he served them and how he loved them and his message and how he talked about not coming to be served, but to serve others, his humility. That is a place that really strikes a chord with people. I think of any age, but particularly today in the divisive world that we're living in and the high anxiety and fearful world that we're living in, people are seeking a different way, a different way of living. And the way of Jesus intrigues them. And so we're starting there and, and building from there. And I'll tell you, Ed, what's interesting is it sure seems like we've struck a chord and all of our data shows this, but just a couple, a couple of statistics. We have so far our He Gets Us, our He Gets Us videos were viewed 3.7 billion times just last year in one year, 3.7 billion times. That means that people have sat down in the last year and went to watch a video about Jesus 3.7 billion times mm -hmm. uh, thanks to He Gets Us. Um, we've, we've received over 1.5 million website views of he gets us.com each and every month he gets us.com 1.5 million website views each month um, and not only that um, we're also guiding people to bible reading plans uh, if you're familiar with the U version bible reading plans uh, which is just a fabulous resource we've got now over 400,000 people that we've guided from not knowing about jesus to to a bible reading plan um, and we've seen an over 60, 60% completion rate of those Bible reading plans. So um, just been 
that shows us that there's a real strong interest there for this man, Jesus, and getting to know who he is. And what we feel like is over time, Ed, we, once we build more and more trust, we can reveal and share more of the story of Jesus, who this, who this, who this person Jesus was and what he means to all of us. Yeah, good, 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 good. Okay, so then, so the ads then um, focus on, maybe, maybe let's, let's see how much you can tell us, right? So remember, this is going to air before the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> the theme is, uh, oh, I don't know, what, what can we say, knowing that this is going to be, can, tell us what you can tell us about the Super Bowl ads. Now, full disclosure, I've seen them, you've seen them, um, but, but no one else has. So what can you tell us? Yeah, well, this year's our second year in the Super Bowls. We talked about before last year. At this very time, we, we launched into last year's Super Bowl for the first time. And so it was a launch plan. And so it's all about introducing people to this, this person, Jesus, and helping them to understand some things about Jesus that they'd never considered. And uh, how Jesus loves everyone. He loves even the people we hate. That was what we talked about last year's Super Bowl. And so after launching in last year's Super Bowl and having a year of telling many different dimensions of who Jesus was and what Jesus means to us in our lives or can mean to us in our lives. Um, we've come into this Super Bowl and we said, you know, last year's Super Bowl uh, ad was very successful. And uh, when I say successful, uh, it was, uh, they do measure these type of things. And of all the ads in Super Bowl last year, our Super Bowl ad for He Gets Us was the most talked about ad in the Super Bowl. And in fact, prior to last year, um, uh, when you look at Google searches, um, the number one day that people searched for Jesus on Google has always been Easter, followed by the second most Google day for Jesus is Christmas. And that's true for every year until 2023. And then we advertised in 2023, He Gets Us. And for the first time ever, uh, uh, for the first time ever, uh, Google searches for Jesus were still number one on Easter, but Super Bowl Sunday was the second most uh, searched day for Jesus. And so with that kind of success, it was really tempting for us to say, well, let's just do what we did last year in the Super Bowl. But we thought, no, we need to, there's so much to tell about Jesus, we need to push out from there. So for this year's Super Bowl, what I can tell you is we're going to start to launch uh, the next uh, chapter in our campaign, which really focuses around loving your neighbor and how do we love and serve our neighbor. And in these very divisive times where people are not getting along and so many people are focusing on what divides us, we want to talk about what we have in common, how we should love each other, how Jesus loved everyone. Jesus even loved those people who would later betray him, later doubt him, later deny him, betray him even unto death. Jesus loved all of those people. So how do we not, not continue and let, let the hate build, but how do we share the love that Jesus has for every one of us? And so kicking off that campaign of loving our neighbor is what you're going to see in this year's Super Bowl. All right, loving your neighbor. That's, that's you know, who could be against that? Well... 
I guess it depends upon who we have to love as our neighbor. If our neighbors like us, that seems a lot easier. If our neighbor agrees with us, that seems a lot easier. And so we're going to continue our conversation. we got one final segment with Ken Caldwell from Kamir, and we're talking about the He Gets Us campaign. We're going to talk a little bit about where they're headed from here. What's what's the next response? And talk about some love and action events that Ken and I, Ken and I will be at later today as well. Stay with us here on Ed Stetzer Live. Hey, we're back at Stetzer Live. One more segment with Ken Caldwell. I predict uh, that, well, I could, could predict the Super Bowl outcome. What, I, what I, people told me I was supposed to root for the 49ers, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know how these, because I live in California. Maybe that's what I'll do. Go sports ball team, make the goals. So, um, so that's not going to be my focus, needless to say. But Ken and I will be together there in Las Vegas doing some things, uh, including, um, you know, he gets us, a lot of the, the ads have talked about Serving others. The one that I mentioned earlier, uh, the, I think it was the Rebel, which kind of you know surprised everyone, was basically about a group of people who were misunderstood, who were serving other people, and people said they were up to the bad things. And a lot of this is pointing out to the fact that, I mean, Jesus... Jesus came serving the hurting. Um, he, uh, we see that in Luke chapter 4, verses 18 through 20. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to share good news. And he talks about the poor and the blind. And I mean, throughout the Bible, we see these themes. So uh, an ad campaign actually doing things on the ground on Super Bowl weekend in Las Vegas, I think is fascinating. And Ken, you and I are going to be there What by the time this airs. Later the day this airs, we're going to be at some of these events. So talk to us what's going to go on on the ground. Yeah, it's uh, it's really exciting here. What we want to do is, in addition, of course, uh, the big Super Bowl ad and all the, we have billboards all over Las Vegas and lots of uh, what we call the air campaign of uh, big national TV, global TV, as well as all of the outdoor. We want to really bring that local and uh, bring it local and, and uh, bring hands to it. Uh, like Jesus, serve those who are underserved, those who are challenged uh, in the local community, particularly children and their families. And so we are partnered with uh, locally here with LV Reach, uh, also with the Salvation Army and also with Wahlburgers. And what we're going to be doing is uh, bringing together uh, probably around 1,500 or more kids and their families here in an underserved community within Las Vegas. And we're going to have a, a mini football field set up there. And we've got NFL players as well as UNLV football players who are going to be doing football drills and playing football with these kids. And then we're going to be serving uh, through uh, Salvation Army free groceries as well as Wahlburgers free food for these kids and families to, to sit down and have a meal together. And uh, also we're going to be linking and connecting these families with local social services that can help them in areas of health and dental and other issues so that they can be connected with the local community and get help long-term as well. And so just a really exciting event. We also, uh, we've, what's incredible is we have seen NFL players come to us. Uh, they've, they've reached out to He Gets Us and asked to be a part of this. And we said, well, how did you hear about He Gets Us? And we've got people like Brandon Cooks, uh, Stefan Gilmore for the Dallas Cowboys, as well as Michael Pittman Jr. of the Indianapolis Colts and other players who have told us that they actually first heard about us while they were playing football in a stadium and they looked up and saw our He Gets Us banners in the football stadium going over the scoreboard and said, well, what's that about? And so 
Um, it's been really interesting how they have, uh, how football players of faith have come to us and said, how do we become uh, influencer spokespeople to talk about this? And so we've got a lot of them helping us as well here on the ground. We've also got a big floral display uh, where we have uh, an artist, a creator who has uh, made out of flowers uh, a big football helmet. Uh, uh, he gets us. Uh, logo and then what we're doing is encouraging people to come and take the flowers and to reach out in an act of kindness to people who are hurting and hand them the flowers. So those and other events here in the local community to try to put into action this loving our neighbor uh, as Jesus modeled for us. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a if you're gonna do ads to talk about loving your neighbor, it'd be great if we actually loved our neighbor. And I get I love that we get to do. Uh, part of that here, uh, even this weekend in Las Vegas, a, a community known for lots of things. And one of the things that we want to be known for is for showing and sharing the love of Jesus. Um, so, all right. So, so here, I mean, you're, you're now new. Now you've been involved in the campaign for a long time. I think it was important for people to hear that. Uh, but, you know, and, and we hadn't interacted much at all until just recently, because then you moved from your role of compassion to this new role. Now you're leading the team. You're 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 going to be coming up with uh, new pathways, new strategies, and more. So you come from this background of innovation. We've joked about the Baconator, but really that is, I think, you're one of your. I mean, just super well known. Who doesn't know the Baconator? Who doesn't know stuffed crust pizza? So, what is a guy who's known for the Baconator and stuffed crust pizza going to do to help us creatively communicate who Jesus is? What are some things coming up from uh, from the He Gets Us campaign? Yes. Uh, well, just as you said, just newly becoming the CEO of Come Near, which is a newly formed charitable organization, uh, a nonprofit that we put together with an independent board uh, so that we could focus on, as you say, really um, sharing Jesus and his love and the story of Jesus and his love um, and trying to do that in creative, innovative ways. And as I mentioned earlier, that just seems to be what you know, from a very early age, God, God put on my heart was just how to creatively and innovatively connect with people and share something, understand their needs and share something that they're looking for and figuring out ways to do that. So as we go forward, starting the Super Bowl, as watching this Loving Your Neighbor campaign um, and with a big stage like Super Bowl that allows us the avenue to really get the word out there again about he gets us. We know that... Uh, over now, 65% of all Americans are do recognize and are aware of He Gets Us. And so now we can start to, now that they have that awareness, we can start to, to more uh, engage them and uh, engage them in different ways creatively. And you're going to see us in live sports events. You're going to see us as part of the Olympics. You're going to see us throughout the year figuring out ways to reach people where they are in culture and to share relevant stories about Jesus and how Jesus is relevant in their lives today and how he um, has his model of loving and serving others is as relevant today as it's ever been. And so we're going to come in all different ways to reach people where they are to share that story with them and engage them throughout the year. Okay, so if they um, if they watch the, the ads and they come to the website, that's hegetsus.com, and what's next for them? Because, I mean, ads and websites and, you know, it's very, you know, in 60 seconds or 30 seconds, you're not telling the whole story of who Jesus is and what he did and what he called us to. So what's next for them if they, when they come to the website? Are there other resources and connections? Yeah, thank you for asking that, Ed. 
It was, it's exactly right. We, we use the ads to bring them to the website or have them engage in some other way. And then as I touched on earlier, they, um, it depends on what their needs are. Uh, so there's all kinds of resources on that begetsus.com website that uh, can help and direct them in a lot of different places. I mentioned earlier, the Bible reading plans is one of those. So some come and they say, um, boy, I want to learn more about this, this man, Jesus, and want to learn more about this. And so we'll direct them to a Bible reading plan through the U version. Um, or what we'll hear is, uh, you know, I got questions about this. T tell me more. And so we will help direct them to alpha groups. Um, right. Or uh, they may not know about local churches or churches who might be able to connect with them and help them with needs they have um, that could be needs of anxiety or needs of uh, uh, family issues or whatever. And so we can connect them to a local church. Uh, and there's many other resources as well. So we want to be kind of a hub to take people who are hurting or who uh, want, seek to learn more um, and figure out a way to connect them with resources that can help them on their path and their journey uh, to know more about Jesus and uh, and what the the actions of you know loving and serving people are all about. Yeah, we got about a minute left, and sometimes Christians will watch ads that are like like this, and they'll say, "Man, I wish I had more," or "You gave more about this or that." And I have to remind people these ads are actually not for you. If you're listening and you're a wonderful church member at First Presbyterian, we're for you, but these are ads are not for you. So we've got about a minute left. Uh, when they see the ads, and people are going to be talking about it the next day, what would you, how would you encourage Christian listeners to respond to their friends and neighbors who are talking about the ads? Tell us in a minute. Yeah, I think um, as you look at this, and if you are uh, a Jesus follower, a Christian today, is think about the people out there who, uh, who don't know Jesus, who are searching. And when they see uh, our ads, these He Gets Us ads, we want this to be an open invitation, open to anyone. Make them feel open and invited, uh, no matter who they are or what they believe, to learn more about Jesus and to want to learn more about his story and the confounding love he has for all of us. And help them to start to get, get more trust in this person, Jesus, and want to learn more about him and the things that he experienced. That's what we want to see happen through this He Gets His campaign. And and that's my hope too, Ken, that people will see these ads, they'll go to the website, they'll subscribe to the Bible reading plans, and that bridge to understanding, you know, Jesus and his earthly ministry kind of portrayed in contemporary, modern, and innovative ways will lead them to want to find out more and to find out more in Bible reading plans and the Bible itself to understand who Jesus is, um, what, what, what his mission was, what he's called us to, his claims on our lives, and more. So we're so thankful that you took the conversation here. And I want to say to my Christian listeners, um, on Monday at the water cooler at work, people are going to be talking about that. Would you please be prepared to tell them about Jesus who lived a sinless life, who died on the cross. God raised him from the dead in the third day, and he calls men and women to trust and follow him. Thanks so much for taking the time to be with us. I'm Ed Stetzer. This is Ed Stetzer Live. We're uh, thankful for being on Moody Radio. Karen Hendren, our producer, and Bob Moreau, engineer, and more. Thanks for listening every week to Ed Stetzer Live. God bless.